Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Garden State of Hockey podcast. The Devils are back after the All-Star break, which uh, was, I guess, memorable for a bunch of wrong reasons and not so much for Jack Hughes as it was last year um, when he participated. But they're back, they're playing hockey again, the The games are consequential, the, the team is feeling like these games matter. And John, we got some bad news today. Can you fill in everyone as if they don't already know what the bad news was? So, the big deal, who had a monster game on Monday night, took a day off a practice on Tuesday for a maintenance day. No big deal. He practiced on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. but he left practice early. And this morning it was announced that he was week to week with an upper body injury, which so far some, the most you've detail you've gotten out of the past three days has been soreness. It's not great. No. Now, Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, the star ledger, tried to soften the blow by quoting Mr. Martin Brodeur saying, it's on, the, it's on the, uh, the shorter side of things. But that doesn't instill me with a lot of confidence because as much as we appreciated the Devils being open about timetables for injuries involving Mackenzie Blackwood and Andrej Palat, we didn't get that when Nathan Bastion got hurt. We didn't get that with John Marino. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get that with Ryan Graves. Now, Ryan Graves ended up only missing a handful of games. But Marino, he just came back this week. He, he was effectively out for six, six-ish weeks with a week-to-week injury. Right. And Dan, this isn't... This isn't just a simple matter of, well, you know, he'll miss a couple games and be done with it. The fact they said week to week and not day to day indicates to me that this is not just a couple days. Well, so really, really bad, Dan, because he's the best player on the team. There there was some sense of reassurance uh, in the fact that, I mean, whatever you want to take from this, that Lindy Ruff seems to think that it's going to be on the shorter end of the timeline. Uh, Marty Brodeur said something about it not being too serious, which... Again, if they're feeling the need to say something about it, that kind of is more concerning to me, if anything. But yeah, um, yeah, you, you don't like to see it because not only did you mention he's the best player on their team, he's the heartbeat of their team. He's arguably the MVP of the league. There is no non McDavid edition, non McDavid edition, and even approaching levels where you can talk about being the McDavid edition too. Mm. Listen, the points will never match, but arguably value to his team, you, you can't even say anything. Jack Hughes, by every advanced metric, is right up there in that same category with him. And so 
losing him for however, whatever period of time, one period, let alone one game, let alone a couple of weeks is bad. And so despite the fact that they had him for their win against Vancouver, because they just beat Vancouver, that's what they do. What's it been 12 straight times that they've beaten them? Oh, but uh, this one was a little more contentious. It this was. was a little tougher was. to swallow. Uh, but, a, but anyway. Uh, I just wanted to praise them for their effort tonight. Uh, we're recording this after their win against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, ironically, also, again, a huge injury coming on the day that the Seattle Kraken play the Devils. Although last time it happened during the game when he got pressed against the glass by uh, Jeremy Lazan. Um, but, you know, it, it was something that... Uh, it was a great effort from them. They weathered the storm. I, th- there's no other way to put this game than they weathered the storm. And Mackenzie Blackwood was a big part of this win. But let's start in Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, not in Vancouver, in New Jersey against Vancouver when um, Jack Hughes played his first game back from the break. Mm-hmm. And you got John Marino back in the lineup too. This was his return to uh, action as well. We're feeling good. We're feeling like the team and, is healthy. And, and Vancouver, they were... Um... I don't want to say main characters, but they played a major role in the week off mm-hmm. uh, because they traded away their top goal scorer, Bo Horvat, yep. to the New York Islanders mm-hmm. for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a first round pick that is top 12 protected. And of course, GM Patrick Alvin of Vancouver said, we got three first rounders for getting that Rat- Ratu was drafted at 45th overall. Never mind. Never well, mind that. At the but, very but least, they also they also they, they have a brand new head coach. They extended Andre Kuzmenko. They just traded away Horvat. There's basically a sentiment of in Vancouver, which is play well or things are going to happen to you. But it's Vancouver, so playing well is limited in terms of what what that could mean. Uh, yeah, but, at this point, they're just kind of playing out the string, so to speak. I think yeah. they, the playoff aspirations have melted yeah. there, but still, this was a very strange game as. Uh, the action was very much confined to short bursts of time. Yeah, and and of course it opens up with Andre Kuzmenko, the now the soon to be richer Andre Kuzmenko, basically yeah. torching Dougie Hamilton and then torching yeah. Vitek Vanacek for an opening score, and then the big deal, Jack Hughes decides to do him one better. A touch pass from Zetterlund plays him into the zone perfectly for Hughes just to go one on one with Cristalia. No, that's a comedian. That's what's who's the goaltender's name, John? Colin. To look is Colin. Colin Delia. My apologies to all involved. Um, basically made made Delia look like a like a scrub, like the comedian almost in that. Uh, makes it one one, and then the, then you get a rare the third fastest sequence of three goals by the Devils in franchise history, where mm-hmm. Andre Palat scores. Andre Palat scores again after a total chaotic effort from Vancouver not defending. And then the big deal taps in, you know, a, you know, a feed from Mr. Zetterlund right in front for, to make it 4-1. It's 4-1, Dan. There's 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes left to play in regulation. The game and went to overtime. The yeah. game went to overtime. You're feeling the pretty game good. game went to overtime. You're feeling pretty four, good playing. One. You're feeling pretty. Okay. Are we done? Okay, you're feeling pretty good going to, uh, you know, 4-1 against a team that is kind of reeling. This is a game that earlier in the season, the Devils are in this same situation. They dominate. They close it out. They they absolutely choke out this uh, this opponent. But it didn't happen that way. No. They, they let them hang around. And the goals that were scored by Vancouver 
were scored by guys who scored respectively their third, second, and first goals of the season. These are not the common scores. They traded away their guy that was leading their team in scoring, and yet they found a way because the Devils suddenly stopped looking impressive in any way, shape, or form after that 4-1 lead. It was completely on their heels after that, and they let Vancouver crawl back into it. And ultimately... It's a lot of the same stuff that we saw before the all-star break, you know, with the lackluster efforts, especially on defense, you're seeing extremely poor moments from Dougie Hamilton. Jonas Siegenthaler had an awful game against Vancouver. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Graves was awful. Severson wasn't very good. John Marino, give him a pass because it was literally his first game in a month and a half. Uh, but the defensive effort was just really poor. And and some of the stops that Vanacek, you know, some of those goals allowed, you just look at Vanacek and go, really? That's what you're going to get beat on after some of the big stops he's made um, all throughout January. But yeah, you know, I know this sounds like coping. This sounds like an excuse, but there is some veracity to the fact that Vancouver, many of their players are playing for their future, whether that future is with another team a future mm-hmm. with the Vancouver Canucks, like Kuzmenko, maybe you get an extension if you play well, or for some of these guys like Curtis Lazar, Philip DeGiuseppe, and Luke Shen, where, you know, there's an open question if you're going to get another NHL contract. I'm sure Shen will. Lazar and DeGiuseppe, eh. Yeah, Talk Shen has low-key snuck into the conversation as like a secret deadline asset, and I don't really get it um, well, because this he, is in the year, you know, like 2015, but I don't know. Well, he's a defensive defenseman playing for a team that has nothing to play for. He doesn't have a super expensive contract. Mm-hmm. Those guys typically get added by the deadline. Anyway, yeah. we'll so see. You go, you go to overtime. Yep. And Jack Hughes nearly ends it on a breakaway, which would have been a hat trick, by the way. Yeah, against uh, his brother. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Vancouver Canucks completely rimmed the puck around, uh, missing the shot leaving a wide open gate for Jack. And mind you, this was the end of the shift for Jack Hughes too. He was out there for like a minute prior, but Jesper brought coughed up the puck in overtime. He was terrible in overtime until the one time he wasn't. Uh, But anyway, but Hughes burst ahead. Quinn Hughes caught up to him and Jack really couldn't get much of a shot off. It was basically a backhander. So the big deal didn't get much of a big shot on Mr. Uh, Delia. Um, So Delia made a big save. Uh, But fortunately, um, Jesper Bratt was, heavily hooked in mm-hmm. overtime like like one of those anyone like, complaining about this call i mean Bill Burr. <laughs> it is crazy to me that there's any complaints about this because it's so clear it, yeah. it's a it's a in soccer called a dog so right like it's a denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity when he's streaking yeah. to the net you can see his hands get hooked back and suddenly he can't make the play that everyone in the rink could see developing in front of them and uh complain all you want that's a penalty every single day of the week and dougie hamilton as he's been doing and you mentioned him getting walked for that first goal is it just me but between that game and tonight's game has he been kind of shaky defensively um well one of the knocks on mr hamilton has been you know oh he's not that strong of a defender usually complaining that this big dude isn't throwing his weight around i mean i don't even care given what else he did today let's just get to that in just a second but yeah um, but he he did finish the game puck on his stick pass on the power play four on three you give the devil space and they use it yeah and and ultimately went to mr bratt from hamilton to the big deal to Jesper mm-hmm. Bratt and Bratt did not waste this puck in overtime. He ended it with a one-timer 20th of the season. You win the game five, four in overtime. Um, Lindy Ruff after the game was not happy other than 
that they won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to agree with him on that sense. But hey, every team in the league has crummy nights against crummy oppositions. Carolina needed a miracle two-goal comeback after giving up an empty netter to San Jose a couple weeks ago before the break. Boston has a loss against Arizona. Like Boston. This mm-hmm. season's Boston. So in a way it happens, but the concerning part is the fact that, you know, you had a whole week off, you had a whole lot of time to get your minds right. And then you come out and this is the the performance you're going to put out there against Vancouver. You're going to get eaten alive by Seattle, if that's the case. And for the first 15 minutes of the game tonight, I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, the devil's being outshot 11 to three. This isn't going very well. <laughs> no, Jack Hughes, before. the offense really not doing much. No credit. Now credit to Seattle. Because mm-hmm. Seattle Seattle plays a very aggressive style of defense. Vince Dunn in particular has been a massive defender for them. Um, but Van- Seattle's whole shtick against the Devils back when they, the Devils went to Seattle back in January was that the Seattle Kraken basically said, we can basically play like you guys and we're going to do it to you and there's nothing you're going to do about it. And granted, being on the road, they, they were missing Andre Barakovsky also out for week to week. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the Seattle Kraken said, okay, you guys are going to activate Hamilton. You're going to activate Severson. You're going to activate Graves for some reason. We'll retrieve the puck with a block. We'll retrieve it with an interception and immediately hit back with with a two-on-one, a three-on-two, a two-on-two where everybody's scrambling. Um, full credit to Mackenzie Blackwood, who got the start for this game and made a lot of tough saves um, throughout, including, yep. including a lot of tough saves in a five-on-three situation. That was scary. Uh, And again, special teams, the story of this game by far, Uh, this is this is something that the Devils do not emerge with two points, if not for special teams, which is the opposite tale of, uh, you know, the last like three or four seasons. But the Devils got two power play goals that looked pretty much exactly identical with Palat setting up Hamilton for shots from uh, the top of the slot, basically. And conversely, that you know, five on three killed off. There were some big kills in the middle of the second period that the Devils needed. Hamilton taking penalties left and right as well. Um, that's something he's been doing recently too. But again, he'd make more than making up for it with two goals tonight. Um, yeah, and, and really just driving that offense these last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Hamilton, this is why I, I, I sort of roll my eyes when people, I see the complaints of, oh, you know, Hamilton needs to be tougher, needs to be grittier. It's like, no, that's when he gets into penalty trouble because... You know, both of the penalties he took, the first one against Ryan Donato, he's like hug, bear hugging him against the wall, trying to fight for a puck. It's like, dude, you do not need to do that. The Wenberg hit. Okay, maybe a little soft, but you can't hit a guy away from the play. Like, that's an mm-hmm. obvious call. And, of course, it got doubled down when Kevin Ball got caught holding Jaden Schwartz uh, during that power uh, penalty kill. But, yeah, um, you know, Hamilton, if Hamilton's going to give you a couple power play goals, every other night you know you'll you'll live with that in the in the mm-hmm. bigger picture and yeah. you're absolutely right dan like this is not a w without dougie slamming it in from just above the slot from the center point um beautiful shots possibly tipped on the second one not sure um the second one was notable because it came shortly after jesper brett hammered the crossbar on a one-timer yeah and um you know um i know there was a lot of a lot of the people who matter are hoping a big night from Jesper Brod or Nico Heischers, given that Jack Hughes was out. And I don't think they can really say they had that type of night. Their five on five numbers were ugly, to put it politely. Um, and they did not score. Um, but hey, Dougie Hamilton did, did finish two power plays. John Marino sails in an empty netter. Devils, 
I would say the Devils got better once they did that five on three kill. Like once they got out yeah. of that killing situation, I think the performances in general, and you look at Corsi, you look at expected goals, it did it did improve a little bit. It, it started going down again um, in the third period in a sense, but uh, the Devils kept getting goals and hey, you know. That's just gonna get. That's just gonna happen. If you're winning, you're gonna give up more opportunities. That's and, typically what happens. And didn't Nico hit a crossbar also off a rush? He did. Yeah. yeah. Shortly, shortly after Hamilton's power play goal, he sure in one of the rare moments where a devil just decided, I'm just gonna beat up. I'm just gonna beat a Seattle defender one on one tonight. I'm just yeah. gonna beat him, you know. Yeah. And he beats him, goes high on Grubauer, but hits the frame. It sucks because it was a beautiful play, and I think it would have been massive at that time. You would have been up three one then. You give yourself some more breathing room in case Blackwood gets beaten or Blackwood makes a mistake or the defense completely loses their mind. Like Ryan Graves committing a terrible, terrible pass to Saverson behind the net that leads to Jared McCann being wide open in the slot against the BMW line, which can this may shock you, Dan, but the BMW line cannot defend well. Yeah. So, you know, Blackwood made the biggest save of the night on that. So you can almost argue that Blackwood made that difference there. And maybe that was the true turning point of the game where you just go, okay, maybe the Devils will hold on to win this game. And they did. Yeah, good team stays good. They find continue to find ways to win. And while it's you know not looking the best, they definitely were not at full strength tonight by any you know by any means. So good to know that they can still find ways to win. And again, this is not just any team. This is a team that's near the top of the Western Conference. So this is an important oh, yeah. win. It's a it's a character win for the Devils. It's good to see them keeping pace with the Hurricanes. It's good to see. Uh, them keeping pace with the rest of the Metro as they play their contest out because they've also forgotten how to lose it's that point in the season where the Metro division just picks up their play. And also they pick up their rosters as the only thing really left for us to talk about because the All-Star game, let, let's just brush over that quickly because uh, it wasn't interesting. Uh, I, you know, I have a full confession. I did not watch a second of it, but in watching nope. clips of it online, um, I still regret nothing. Yeah, it's it, it, there was no reason for you to sit there and go, man, I wish I saw this live. Like, say, the Grammys, there were lots of big performances and big, yeah. you know, wins and so forth. Or like doing anything else. But but regardless, yeah. uh, let's talk, you know, AHL All-Star. Uh, yes. They did have one. His name was Nico Dawes. Um, I don't know much more than that, but hey, congratulations to the kid. Well, not only that, Dan, um, as I quickly look this up here. Yeah, but uh, they they had a long shootout <laughs> where ah. Dawes Dawes made a ton of saves. Um, he he represented the comments quite well, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's a big credit for Dawes too because let's be real here. When Schmid got the call up, and he he played hot, went up here. You could you know I'll admit that my first thought was, well, congratulations, Nico Dawes, you're now number four in the organization. So the fact that you know he got the uh, the nomination, he got to represent the comments over uh, Schmid. Um, and did well, mm-hmm. credit to Dawes, you know, go from strength to strength. He's still a young man and goaltending is not a position where you need to, you need to show off your great by the time you're 23, 24, 25, 26. Um, you'd like to, but goaltending is goaltending. You know, when you get your opportunities, make the most of them and uh, make the stops that you can. And Dawes did that at the highest level. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Utica is in a curious position in the north division just to briefly touch on them they're like they're well behind the marlies for first uh top five teams make the playoffs and they've got a nice seven point lead over laval but those games between utica syracuse rochester laval uh they're not nice games 
They mm-hmm. are nasty games um, and they're tough games. And Utica hit in of itself, they've been on a bit of a winless streak. They've uh, they're winless in their last four as of this recording. So hopefully Utica kind of gets it together and uh, gets it up. And of course, I'm sure the fine people at the comments are wondering what are the devils going to do soon? Because just as we learned about Jack Hughes getting hurt for mm-hmm. a significant amount of time, our hated rivals decided, Hey, the Islanders acquired a scorer. Maybe we should acquire a score. And they sent out a fairly reasonable package, Dan. Yep. St. Louis. Go for it, Dan. Go. Well, they returned a player to St. Louis. They returned Sammy Blay to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. That's the real guy in the trade. Sammy Alongside a a prospect that I haven't heard of, but apparently is important. Hunter um, Skinner. Skinner. Hunter Skinner. Yes. He has two occupations as his name. Um, And then we had what a first rounder and anything else okay so the full package sent back oh a defenseman I... Mikola. no 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 he's coming back that he's was uh, back to he, the rangers yeah he he was part of it because st louis needed needed to move a contract yep, yep um bear with me here as i quickly look this up okay so the conditional pick the 2023 first rounder is going to be the later between their first and Dallas's first. Now Dallas, as of this recording, is leading the central uh, the central division by five points. So it's basically it's going to be the Rangers' pick unless Dallas flops out of the first round and the Rangers advance. And the second pick is a conditional 2024 fourth rounder. However, if the Rangers make the playoffs in 2023, which is this season, then the fourth becomes a third rounder. So it's going to become a third rounder, Dan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Although I will laugh heartedly if the Rangers crash out. I mean, it's, it's hard um, but, not but to we're, imagine we're, a Rangers devil series at this point, right? Well, we're dancing around the larger point is that they're getting Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, that was the big acquisition here. And he, while he hasn't been, you know, at the heights that's helped the Blues secure the cup, uh, he still has a little, just a shade under a point per game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still a capable goal scorer. I can't imagine that playing with Artemi Panarin is not going to lead to them uh, producing more opportunities. It, it, By all measures, it seems like a good move for them. It's a need that they certainly had. It, it's a similar need that the Devils had, and that was a player that the Devils were uh, also linked to. But again, now the focus really becomes, well, who is it going to be? It has to be someone. Now you have to keep up in this Metro division arms race at the time that I was uh, looking at the standings at the time of recording, the Islanders game hasn't ended. They're currently losing to the Canucks as we're speaking. (laughs) But before that moment, every single team in the metropolitan division, except the blue jackets is on a win streak. Yeah. So that's how uh, it is. That's just how it goes. That's how it starts going at these moments in time. So you have to do something to keep up. And so, the Meyer trade becomes more urgent. I know they've been linked with uh, a Brock Besser before. They, they've, there's other names that are potentially floating out there, but uh, we know what the highlight deal is. And so yeah. when do we see it happen? I mean, I, I hope it does. Do we see it at all? Well, I'm of the opinion that, um, you know, I, I understand the arguments for some of the people who matter who say, hey, look, your team, the Devils are great. They have a great, strong, young core. You still have Simon Nemitz in the future, Luke Hughes in the future. Number two farm uh, system, according you, to The Athletic. Yeah, but that's The Athletic. Who cares about Scott Wheeler? Well, I, anyway. I still care about farm systems being perceived as good also. That's not a is, bad thing. The point is, is that, yes, the Devils have a bunch of assets. They still have all their picks for this, um, for 2023, if I recall correctly. You know, you could look at this roster and go, hey, look, we expected a playoff bubble team and they're going to be a playoff team. 
So they don't need to do anything. And I'm of the opinion of what's the likelihood, Dan, that this team is going to have a 13 game heater next season. What's the likelihood that this team is going to be 19, three and two on the road this yep. season. What's yep. the likelihood that out of the last what nine games, the devils went to overtime seven to six times, seven times and won all, but one of them. Yeah. Like the, the, you're, you're getting awesome. You're, you just have a career season from Dougie Hamilton. He actually just got his 51st point tonight. Well, Jack are Hughes, breaking right. You have to Jack strike. Hughes, Jack Hughes before his injury was on pace to be the first devil's player ever, ever mm-hmm. to have 50 goals and a hundred points. In fact, he actually, you know, even as of this recording and missing tonight's game, you know, if you look at the goal list, he's still third in the league league with 35 goals. Yep. Like, at some point, yes, I get the sense of, look, this team is probably going to be pretty strong next season if you do nothing, but I'm of the opinion of you got to, it would be a total disservice to what this team has done so far. And it would be a massive risk and a repeat of the failure of Ray Shero in 2018, 2019, where he just thought, looked at his roster and said, Hey, we made the playoffs. We don't have to do a whole lot. And it turned out, yeah, you kind of did. Cause not everything that breaks for you the right ways are going to break again for you the following season. So Going out and getting Timo Meyer really will help you put you over the top. I mean, there's a reason why every, you know pundits like Mike Rupp are basically calling for it at this point. It's like mm-hmm. it makes sense. The Devils have the money. The Devils have the room. He it clearly fits the biggest need on the team. He has a connection with Nico Heischer. You know, the stars are basically aligned for this deal. Mm-hmm. So do the deal. I'm not saying you got to do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not saying I got to do it next week. The Devils are on the road all next week. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, actually, you know, for all the talk about, well, you know, this, you know, Jack Hughes is out. The schedule isn't that bad. I mean, yeah, St. Louis, the St. Louis game is probably a little less threatening on the 16th, uh, but you still got Minnesota on Saturday at Minnesota. You got to go to Pittsburgh on the 18th, and then you get a four-game run where you host Winnipeg, you got LA, and then you got Philly, who's had the Devils numbers a couple times this season. These aren't gimmies. Um, you know, I'm saying, though, Make this deal. Just don't wait until March 3rd and then try to sell the fan base that you got Josh Anderson from Montreal. Don't do that. Get Timo Meyer. And if it means you got to do it tomorrow, then do it tomorrow. If you if you need to wait a week, wait a week. But do the deal. Now's the time. Yeah, it's, again, strike while the iron's hot. You don't have this many opportunities. You know how hard it is to make a playoff spot you've experienced that exact struggle for years now. So why not take advantage of this opportunity? Uh, I, I just want to point out also that Anthony Beauvillier has just scored for the Canucks against the Islanders to break it to uh, 6-4 in favor of the Canucks after I believe the Islanders were up uh, in a similar fashion to the Devils. Um, yes, they were up 4-2 to two instead of 4-1. to one, So Interesting. Interesting that the comeback kid Canucks are uh, doing this to the Metro division, but glad to be on the winning end of that, uh, at least yep. for the Devils. And, and and again, good thing for the Devils here is that they've got a run of wins at home because that was been a, that was an issue. That was an issue for this team winning at home. Now they got a bunch of wins at home. You're now at 72 points. You're six points ahead against our hated rivals. And most importantly, you're 11 points ahead of the final wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but 11 points at this point of the season is massive because for, you know, as much as the devils, if the devils just can just be average, they are fine about making the playoffs. Of course, their matchup is going to be not so fun, but 
that's life. Uh, none of the matchups, even if you went to the vaunted one, one through eight system of the older days, uh, none of these matchups would be particularly interesting. I would almost argue that the matchup right now against our hated rivals might be the most favorable to the devils, just because we know the devils can beat them and have done so in glorious fashion, mm-hmm. uh, doing it. So against Washington, Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay or Toronto, mm, I don't know. Maybe Washington, oh. maybe Pittsburgh. Oh, but... it's six five. This is apparently a great game. Uh, the Islanders got a power play goal. This yeah. is so exciting. I, I, I'm I'm so excited that the Devils don't have to be in this kind of game today. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> the problem with the teams like the Capitals and the Islanders and Florida, for that matter, is that yeah. they are. This is their fifty fifth game for the Islanders. Like yeah, Pittsburgh, who's ahead of them, has five fewer games played. <laughs> it's tough. So so the Islanders are going to have to just sit there and wait and hope and pray that. Are the Pittsburgh Penguins going to lose those five games in hand? And I'm going to spoil it for you. No, they're not. Uh, well, they're if they not continue this... to win. You never know. It's it's nice that uh, it's so competitive in the area as well. I like that the arms race is between the New York area metropolitan teams. It's felt like a while since everyone's been you know good. But exactly, it, yeah. this is the uh, yeah. If if we were to play, you know, which division is the best, you know. We, we it's easily the metropolitan game it's it's yeah. an easy win like, you know we do know that two very good teams in the east are in the atlantic but come on top to bottom who is it who is it really yeah the atlantic is three three really good teams and four teams that are kind of good and montreal that's mm-hmm. that's the atlantic division in the metropolitan even philadelphia has sorted out you know they're not they're not scrubs they're they're playing respectable hockey almost enough to justify an aggressive retool instead of a rebuild, Dan, I'm which I'm sure is making Flyers fans just, you know, punching the air in like frustration, like, dang, dang it, Fletcher was right. Hey, if it <laughs> matters, I'm on board. Uh, anyway, yeah. I think we're we're pretty much yeah. at the end of our uh Yeah, so we'll just briefly talk about the rope here. Yeah, we'll just briefly talk about the road trip coming up again. Devils go to Minnesota Saturday night. Yep. That game is uh, on local channels. Uh, Columbus game on Valentine's Day. This game used to be on ESPN Plus only. Now it's back on local channels. It's on MSG. So you don't have to worry about having to deal with ESPN. You will have to deal with ESPN on Thursday when the Devils go to St. Louis to not play Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, that game, however, is on ESPN, the channel, not not Plus. So just flip on your TV to ESPN and endure the Mouseketeers trying to cover a hockey game and then the devils end their trip at pittsburgh which is the most important game on the trip just because pittsburgh is a legitimate playoff possibility you want to keep them down you want to keep them as far away from the devils as much as possible and hey who doesn't like beating pittsburgh so that game's at 5 30 on the 18th and the devils better have some uh stuff left in the tank because right after that game they start a four game homestand within the following next week hosting winnipeg montreal los angeles and philadelphia on alternating nights mm-hmm all right, so some exciting games coming up. Hopefully, Jack Hughes is back sooner rather than later. But yes, uh, it is nice to know that the schedule does get a tad bit friendlier opponent-wise. But there are no easy games in the NHL. They still have nope. to maintain their focus. And hopefully, people can step up in the absence of Hughes, especially those guys that are getting their opportunities now when maybe they couldn't uh, with a full lineup there. We'll see how things go. We'll see who is a devil um, as the trade deadline gets closer and closer, hopefully, fingers crossed, Team Meyer. But thank you all again for listening. And as always, let's go, Devils. Go, Devils. See you next time.